0: I wanted to put out a little recording, a small one perhaps, a shorter long funk, let's call it that, associated with something that I'm trying currently. I've talked a little bit about finding miniature painters. These are people that paint tiny lead soldiers. When I say tiny, they're about 28 to 32 millimetres high. And in searching for these folk, I've realised that the previous folk that used to paint my miniatures 15 years ago, well, they've all stopped painting miniatures. Except for one, Kirill Kenneth, who's an amazing man, who is just now retiring. So I contacted him and he said, go to a website called puttyandpaint.com. And I went to Putty and Paint and I went through the various people on Putty and Paint and I contacted half a dozen of them. And of the half a dozen folk that I contacted... I've had two responses. One positive response, a fellow in Spain who's actually number two on puttyandpaint.com, followed by the name of Mark, oh, now you're testing me, Mal, Mal, Scans, perhaps? Mark in Spain, in Barcelona in Spain. He's number two currently. And he's got back in contact with me. I sent him some miniatures, some spacehawks, beautiful old spacehawks. One with a chainsaw actually two with chainswords, one with the chainsaw up in a kind of I don't know what we'll call it, like a Africa core kind of pose with a hat and slouching slightly. One who's obviously been heavily mangled, who has like a, a full metal face mask and the chainsaw I think is actually part of his body. And one that just looks like a proud general with kind of weapons or slew Very similar to Patton in terms of stature and general posture. And these three orcs I've sent off to Spain for this gentleman to paint for quite a tidy sum of money to see how he goes with them. The second fellow that contacted me let me know that he won't be able to do anything until March. I'm going to Australia in March, so that's easy. But in addition to this, I've also contracted a company in San Diego called Frontline Gaming. They have a YouTube channel. They're quite well established. To paint my general army figures like general so i probably should explain this in general there are multiple different kinds of miniature painters there are the competition miniature painters that will spend tens of hours on a single figure and then you have the general army painters that spend an hour or so per figure and have a certain reproducible procedure and they're very different kinds of painters and in addition to this maybe what you have is somewhere in between there i don't know I have a small number of figures that I recently got out for the conclusion of Attic Aficionados season one. Let's put it that way. And I realized that of the figures that I have painted, the highly detailed uh, 10, 15 hours of figure painted figures are the ones that really I remember. The rest of which are about 800, I'm embarrassed to say, Mm, some of them are memorable, but most of them are just filler. So I've decided to optimise somewhere through this. I do have a bunch of World War One and World War II figures that I just need to get painted. So the frontline gaming folk, they sound reasonable for that. They're currently at a convention in Las Vegas, which means they're out of contact, which is a bit boring. These kind of things bore me in general, that you pay money up front and then people disappear for periods of time and then slated to disappear and you pay administration fees, which would mean that they actually respond to emails and they don't respond to emails. All this kind of boring stuff. My preference is always working with single artists and in particular single artists that are kind of visionary artistic. If you look at Putty and Paint, the first fellow on there, whose name escapes me now, Roman, actually, is he hasn't corresponded with me at all. I've tried to correspond with him. I've tried to make offers. He might be off email for a period of time. No response. Mark is the second one who actually I think is probably going to vie for the number one spot. My aim is that some of the figures that I sent him will bump him up to the number one spot on this competitive thing. I should also point out that miniature painting has so many different styles and aspects to it. The North American and the British and the European painters all paint with different styles. And what covers for British painting doesn't fly in Europe and doesn't fly in North America. In fact, there's great compatibility between the North American painters and the European painters, which means that most Europeans will fly over to North America and compete in North American tournaments because they actually have a very similar eye. And in some regard, well, I used to think back in the early 2000s when I commissioned miniature painters periodically that the Europeans were just so far ahead of everyone that it was fascinating. You fast forward now 15 years, they're still in a similar style. Gerald Kennev, who I have commissioned, who's on the site as well, he is such a visionary that he's basically, I don't know, defined what European miniature painting should look like. And he's gone and won awards, serious awards in all three locations. He's won awards throughout Europe. He's won awards in the UK. He's won the Slayer Sword, which is the Games Workshop, like, biggest award of the year and he's also won a series of awards in the US and what's interesting with Carroll is I mean I make light that he's defined European painting but he is remarkable in a variety of different areas he's an amazing sculptor he's an amazing painter and if I can talk a little bit about the UK to make it in the UK you need to have amazing freehand work Chris Blair who also won a Slayer sword does amazingly highly detailed writing and just has a level of detail, but also a comical level of detail, which is just amazing and untouchable. And what I find fascinating about Kirill's work is when he came to compete in the UK, he did amazingly complex freehand work. Uh He has a tank, a uh, land raider, which just is a- astonishing. It's got beautiful kind of Michelangelo-esque iconography all over it. And it's just really smart. I mean, it's what Kirill does best. So the folks that are filling this void in Europe, maybe folks such as this Mark fellow who I'm commissioning in Spain, they have a lot of interesting techniques. Their techniques are mainly more associated with lighting and what's loosely referred to as non-metallic metals, where you don't use any metallic paint, you use grays and various other colors and, you know, light techniques rather than using metallic paint. And, you know, there are all these kind of things that they do, which is really fascinating. There's lots of light movements where various painters will use various techniques in order to get light effects over getting the right colour, which creates almost a, I don't know, there's a lot of blue mottling and things like that in that. But that defines the European painters in general and also the British painters. The US is a lot more influenced by Disney, which is really interesting. The colour schemes, everything is brighter, everything is slightly more reddish hues, and they just look generally different. And what was interesting was Games Workshop, which is one of the largest motivators of this, and based in the UK, moved to a more American style in the past decade. And I think in doing that, the local British painters have been forced in some regard to pick some of this up. But when you become visually aware of these things and when you become interested in the nuances, I don't know. The part that's just been missing in my life for the past 15 years is not having this eclectic, eccentric thing where, you know, I'm working with a few very detail-oriented folk that are just brilliant in their specific field, which is applying colour to tiny little figures. And in this light, I'm really looking forward to seeing what is produced through this. The first thing is just clearing out a bunch of junk that I have, which is unpainted, unused, and just kept in boxes, and moving that into something that's highly detailed and unused and kept in boxes, but still the transition of actually getting this stuff to some standard, some representative standard. And part of this is also going back. When I was in Las Vegas, I had a bunch of First World War figures that I slowly moved through to getting to something that was slightly usable, painting, this kind of stuff. But they never really progressed far enough. One of the projects that I have for Frontline Gaming is actually taking a subset of these figures and making them into something that is productive and usable or at least visually interesting. And in parallel to all of this, with all this figure painting and other related discourse, my friend in Australia, who was supposed to come sometime in the next three months, mysteriously can't find his passport, so... I'm left living vicariously associated with these little things through this particular circumstance. The next stage that I'm going to go through is go through a series of blisters that I have. Blisters are basically plastic, clear plastic on cardboard with the miniatures actually wedged between the clear plastic and the cardboard. Going through those and working out which of those I'd like to have professionally painted. Breaking open the blisters, having a look inside, having a smell Having the tactile sensation of removing the figures, wrapping them in bubble wrap, and probably sending them to Spain or San Diego or maybe New Jersey. There's a fellow in New Jersey who will be available after March. So this is what I'm doing as a means of, I don't know, having a hobby that has some money involved with it, but also ticks off a few boxes. One of the things that I really liked when I lived in the UK was that I gave productive means to an industry that made absolutely no sense made no rational sense. These things made beautiful pieces of art for a very small percentage of the population to understand. And quite frankly, I was perfectly happy with that happening. Tom Barbele in San Jose for a shorter long talk. Signing out.